Yeah, he bit Hudson on the forehead today. Hudson didn't even Jesus cry. Jesus Christ. Didn't even dude. cry. Your son is Terry Funk. Hola! And... Welcome to Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Uh, joining me today, as always, Toll Bear, hey, uh, Big Mike, <laughs> Woo! and uh, coming straight from Charlotte, the Queen City, the King of the Queen City, uh, Cookie, the Jinkies. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Cookie. That was a. Uh, but, Cookie is wearing a uh, extra, extra large uh, mystery machine uh, <laughs> T-shirt today, so he is pulling a Velma. I'll have you know it's an adult large. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, Cookie? I've been good, man. Same old, same old. Just chilling, what living the corona life. Um, I did a few things. I told you guys earlier this week that I, uh, I popped the bubble. Uh, of course, it was doing my favorite pastime of playing uh, disc golf. <laughs> but <laughs> I learned I, I learned about um, owl calls and turkey calls from a random disc golfer. Can, can you give talking. us one of these owl calls? Uh, yes, yes, I can. There you go. <laughs> and now a turkey call. It's the same thing. You can use it's interchangeable. You can I think you're full of shit. They are different. <laughs> That's what he said. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to. He's an older gentleman. Do, do it he a little louder. Like Colbert. Do it a little louder. <laughs> Damn, I think an owl just hit the fucking window. Oh my God, there are owls here in Sunset Park, and it's because of Cookie. Cookie Masterson, uh, Seymour Jugs, if you what will. What can I say? What can I say? Uh, I'm a natural. Where, what did you do this weekend? Uh, I, you I, worked. I, I it's worked boring. A lot. I worked a lot. <laughs> That's all I did. I worked. And then when I wasn't working, I was sleeping. <laughs> That's all I did. <laughs> so you did watch your match this week? I did. All right. Did. Just making sure. Just making sure. I did. All right. I, I watched it uh, last night after work <laughs> with some beers. Some some snacks, a little fried rice, a little late night fried rice, which was ironically so appropriate for my match. But we'll get into that later. Were you like, uh, did you ask yourself like, if this was racist? Fight club. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it for Tolbert's match. All right. So, uh, Big Mike, what did you do on Friday night? I got to kick off my two week vacation by going to an indie wrestling show in somebody's backyard. What, really? An indie wrestling show in somebody's backyard? What did that entail? Well, wait, it, wait, where was it? Like, what, what, what was the journey like? Well, it was, I mean, Aaron picked me up, and of course, we're running late. Um, and so it was supposed to be in Jacksonville. Turns out it's in Emerald Isle. Uh, well, closer to Emerald Isle. It was, it was like right past Swansboro. And uh, well, Aaron's like, okay, so here's the deal. We, I got the address from Zane, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go. And I'm like, okay, cool. We get there, we park. We're in the it's in the parking lot of a. We park in the parking lot of a dojo. So we're like, okay, it's got to be inside. There's a bunch right. of cars, wrestling right. stuff. Bunch of wrestling car. Uh, like people had bumper stickers that said wrestling is not a crime and stuff. I'm like, yeah. we're in the place. And so so we go to open the door to the dojo. Locked. Locked. Start walking around. Well, this is a little sketchy. What uh, what that lady in the house next door do? She peeks out the window and then closes the 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 blinds. <laughs> the blind. Hello. Like, 
the blinds open close and, and she looked very uncomfortable. So I tried to call our one contact a bunch and I knew that he was probably getting ready for a professional wrestling match. So I called Zane multiple times. I know we should have been a little bit earlier with calling Zane and, uh, and, and he, he wasn't able to pick up. Hello. 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 H- hello. Uh, yeah, I, I just got a missed call from this number and I just wanted to, uh, you know, do the courtesy of calling you back and seeing if there was anything you needed. Um, is this, is, is, is it Zane? Uh, yes. Uh, Zane Dawson. This is, uh, yeah, this is he. <laughs> Zane, what, what do you, what, what is, uh, what are you doing? I, I, I saw you on Friday night. Why are you sounding like this? Uh, Aaron, is that you? Yeah. Aaron, how are you, man? I didn't know it was you. Yeah, I would have answered Zane. immediately. Wow, that's that's. Uh, so we were just talking about the event on on Friday night. Tell us a little bit about your matchup and and what went down in, in on this this event. Uh, is this live on the podcast? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> well, geez, Aaron. If I would have known that, I'd have been a little prepared. Uh. I mean, it was a good, fun, wholesome time for the whole family. I mean, if people didn't catch, uh, you know, on Internet Wrestling TV, Colby's backyard birthday brawl happened on Friday, and, uh, you know, we had a good time. What, what do you want to know? Uh, so you, you had a, a matchup against uh, the international superstars. There was a little bit of tension, we felt. But uh, I, I, I think you guys were actually very kind to them. Uh, I mean, you know, time heals all, Aaron. Uh, there were some, you know, we had some differences back in the day, but, you know, that's all water under the bridge now if you caught my promo. I said exactly those words. Uh, Zane, I, I, I'm going to pause. In, in fact, in the words of Zane Dawson, double pause and triple pause. What the hell is going on with you? Why are you acting like this? Uh... Aaron, I don't know what you mean. If you, okay, listen, I know people are skeptical about, you know, me and Dave's new life choices, okay? We decided after years of being ugly to, like, really evaluate our insides and, like, make changes, you know what I mean? And that's exactly what we did. And for some reason, it, it, the, the wrestling world doesn't believe us. But you know what? On Friday, you... And Big Mike, you guys are our witnesses that we didn't do anything underhanded. We, we apologized to every wrestler, the referees. Uh, you know, we had the crowd behind us. What else do we need to do to show people that we're baby faces now, Aaron? Uh, Zane, it was a little off-putting. I felt a little unnerved. What, what, how did you feel about well, this, Big honestly, Mike? Honestly, I, uh, I, I can see that you guys let the light in and kind of brightened your souls because after – the, the Dawson boys did not – they were actually getting – got beat up. They were laying outside the ring when the current champions pinned one of the international superstars. And um, international superstars, they, one of the, the characters, one of the guys – or the guy. Yeah, so Blanco Loco. Yeah, he, he has a Pikachu backpack that he uses to power up. And, and Dave, it, by the end of the match, it was on the outside of the ring. So Dave brushed, took it, brushed it off handed it back to him kindly and you know they shook hands and i can tell you i can totally see that they have they've changed their ways and i i really appreciate that um and it's, again it's really wholesome to see that you're not you're not defined by your past you are 
you are able to change in this world, this, this, this very polar world we live in currently. And I just love the fact that at least in wrestling, you have the opportunity to change who you are. You're not defined by who you were. It's all about where you're going forward. And I can see these boys have definitely turned a new leaf. I'm going to keep my door locked. I mean, all, all power to you, but I mean, I'm not giving you the opportunity. I mean, he knows that they're from Fayetteville. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, ex- excuse me, guys. Uh, first off, I want to say, Big Mike, thank you. Uh, those were very uh, kind words that you decided to, you know, I, I don't understand where all the, you know, the, the, the judgment is coming from, from the other side of the room. Hey, but, so, I mean, you know. Do, do you mind? Can I, can I have the floor real quick? Yes, Aaron you can. Tolbert, how dare you? How dare you decide that these boys can't change? You are the problem with America as it is. You are so polar and you're so confused and just biased against these men. And they've done nothing wrong in the last week and a half. Uh, I have known the Dawson brothers for 12 years of my life. And I've been tormented by these two men for 12 years. I have PTSD. It doesn't matter. People can change their stripes. You can change hey, them all. Hey, Aaron, can I say something? If you've yeah. known me for that long, then yeah. you, should have, you should have trust in our friendship that I can change as a human being. We have a friendship? Me. And so if you know me for 12 years, why would I keep you around if we weren't friends? No, I mean, I, I've, just, I've kept my enemies close is what I'm doing. I'm trying Aaron, to keep Aaron, them close. Just because these two were chewed up and spit out by the hellhole that is Fayetteville and came out there with a chip on their shoulder and have had a grudge against everybody for the longest time does not mean they can't change. Cookie, what are, what are your thoughts and on Tober- this? And Tolbert, I'm surprised at you the most because you knew, you know what we came through and what we had to push through in our lives, and and to see that you aren't accepting of this, I mean, is 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 really is I really. Can see the hurt. I can see the hurt on Zane's face. No, I, I believe in you. I'm just saying, uh, I don't give anyone the opportunity <laughs> to. Uh, okay, now you know. now now, I mean, let's let's hear from Cookie. 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 Now listen, Tolbert, I'm shocked. Let me just say that, Tolbert. I'm shocked, okay? I expected this hateful speech out of Aaron. Aaron's a very hateful <laughs> and spiteful person. I am person. not a hateful yes, person. asshole. Aaron is a spiteful person, all right? Zane has backed me up for over a year now. He body so slammed you. That that was fine. I talked that, about his first brother. Of all, first it. of all, that's because Aaron lied to me and told me Cookie said something about my mother. So you yes. took advantage of me being a heel at the time, knowing good and well that I would uh, immediately react and body slam. Cookie, by the way, I'm sorry for that. Hey, apology accepted, and I know it wouldn't happen again. Because now look, good. Aaron, Aaron, this isn't, you know, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, I'm getting all kinds of flack online. I've been having to fry people left and right in a very baby-faced way all day today. So, I mean, this doesn't surprise me at all. I'm built for it. You know, Fayetteville tough built Fayetteville tough uh, Zane, right. uh, with this newly found uh, outlook on life. Uh, where does it go from here? Where does it go? And yeah. 
what where where it goes is hopefully it sends people to www.prowrestlingtees.com slash Dawson shop and they grab a brand new design and help support the new baby face Dawson's because seriously since we put that video out we've been living our lives right I mean I've been I've been meditating in the morning uh, you know I mean I, I I I've been I've been laying on an inversion table and letting the blood rush to my ears and all that stuff Aaron I mean come Zane, on. Zane I I actually heard the story about how you paid for an elderly lady's groceries just yesterday hey I mean when that, you got it's gotten it, you through got, the grapevine well, and and I really appreciate who you guys have become he's not a boy scout Mike no he, he is Zane Dawson Aaron listen this is what's wrong with society okay you, people people feel like that 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 when you're one way you're that way for the rest of your life well i'm here and i am a living testament to tell you that we are changed men and our only goal in life is to become the best wrestlers slash men that we can be aaron and if you feel that that's hard to believe then that's your problem Laura Lyons got online today and tried to call me out like I was lying. And I fried her with very choice words in a very nice way. And I don't mind doing that to everybody else. You're entitled to your opinion. But you guys who judge me will be on the wrong side of history when it's all said and done, Aaron. All right. Well, thank Zane, thank you for your call in. We're going to uh... – just returning your call. I, I was just being courteous. You know? I, I'm going to – this is a lot to digest when it comes to Zane and Dave Dawson. We're, we're going to have to, to kind of – okay. Here, Zane, I'll, I'm gonna I'll, give let you me close it out. I'm going to close it out, okay? Fans of professional wrestling, fans of $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast, fans of Cookie Dookie, Fans of Tiggity Tolbert and Big Mike the G, and I guess Aaron Barnum. Hear me and hear my words now, okay? It is possible for people that were the lowest of the lowest of the low of scum to scrape themselves off of the pavement and turn themselves into functioning members of society, Aaron. And if that's hard to you believe, for, for you to believe, then maybe you're part of the problem. Because I'm trying to find the solution. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and have a great day. What the fuck was that? Aaron, can I just say that you were ugly, all right? You were ugly. Normally, you're not this ugly. I can't believe you. Cookie, you, you should have seen him on Friday. Aaron literally kept nudging me, and he goes, I, I, I don't believe it. I can't believe what I'm seeing. The whole ride home, Aaron is sitting there going, I, I don't believe it. I'm sitting there having to... Like, explain to him, you know, Aaron, for the most part, open-minded individual, but yeah, for some I mean. reason can't grasp this. He can't get his head around what we watched on Friday and, you know, what he's been seeing online. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we, we saw the Dawson boys, you know, turn this new leaf. We also saw a matchup between the Ugly Ducklings and the George Nasty Boys. Can you tell me a little bit about that matchup? Mike, what did you see? What, what sights and sounds happened? Uh, well, can I just say that George South, in person. Actually, that one, oh, is that, oh, this is the first time so you've this, ever seen George this, in person. And I've only been to a few live wrestling. Other than the SmackDown 
match with FTR and all the other tag teams. This was the greatest match I've ever seen live. Um, George South comes out and just cuts an amazing promo on everybody that was there, everybody on the laptop internet. <laughs> and and it was it was amazing. He gave Colby a chance to just come back to right. his roots, come yeah. back to the man who I think built him up. And, um, you know, Colby wasn't going to have it. And it just started out this, this all-out brawl around – in the ring and around the backyard. I watched George South nearly take a man's head off with a live oak tree limb. I watched a man jump out of a tree. I watched a man jump off of a roof. There were doors flying around, people going through doors. Um, White Mike, live in person, was, was a spectacle, spectacle to behold. At one point, he, he looks at George while Mike just takes took this nasty, horrific bump. He's laying on the ring. He goes... George, I love indie wrestling or something like that. And I just, I just, and I, I want to say, Mike, I do too. This, this was awesome. So we, we, we've seen uh, a, a bunch of different versions of professional wrestling live at this point. We've seen some of the top professional wrestling live. We've seen some of the lowest professional wrestling live. And now we're seeing the joy of independent professional wrestling at its peak. George South. Choking a man with a door frame, throwing a man through a table. Uh, it was a door. Oh, a door. Excuse me. And then uh, it, it, it was one of those special moments. I, I could not believe how much fun we were having. The entire time, I was giggling like a child. And it was, it was good wrestling, too. I mean, it was clean. Um, the guys knew what they were doing. Uh, it, overall, it was a great trip. I really appreciated the the opportunity to go. Once we found the house, um, I yeah, appreciated the opportunity. It took us a little a little bit to find the house. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, you got free Arby's on the way back. Aaron did buy me Arby's, and I proceeded hey, again. Like a just, free beef and cheddar. <laughs> uh, it actually was beef and cheddar and a gyro with curly fries. Um, oh, yeah. But I spent the entire. I, I had to wolf it down so I could then just dictate to Aaron and try to ex mansplain or explain to him why. He was wrong about our boys, the Dawson brothers. I uh, mean, I'm still a little leery about this. Uh, it, it is a – I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I'm going to allow this to go on. The Dawson brothers are um, – they're here. They're different. And we just got a pizza delivered to our door. Hell, yeah. Sweet. Ooh, uh, and while, while, while we got this pizza here, Mike, uh, uh, Tolbert, let's talk about some wrestling. <laughs> All right, for our first match of the evening, Big Mike, you got one Tully Blanchard against uh, some guy from Texas. Uh, tell me a little bit about your match. All right. This is WCW Slambury, a Legends reunion, May 22nd, 1994. Uh, it is Telly Blanchard against our boy, Terry Funk. And Telly Blanchard comes out. Telly's got a he, – he's a little thicker than he is now, but uh, he comes out just looking like a pure heel. Like yeah. He's, He's got the jawline that you want to punch, but you know you'll break your hand. Uh, and he just comes out looking hard. By the way, this is in Philadelphia. So, one of the best wrestling um, 
communities yeah. and cities. So they're they're cheering, hooting, and hollering right this, off the bat. This is also early, early days of extreme championship wrestling. Uh, and you'll see a lot of that kind of coincide with this matchup. It's a little different. If anything, it's a theme for uh, this week's um, matches, the ECW. Yeah, I can see that, yep. Um, Except for cookies. Cookies, not, not ECW. Cookies was for the ECW championship. Oh, shit. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Oh, this wow. guy. This guy. Who watched the oh, match this week? I did. I did, too. <laughs> All right. Terry Funk comes out to what sounds like a score by Hans Zimmer. It is a, a Texas Western just, and he's he's, come, he's ready. He's ready. Um, we got Gordon Sully, who sounds like an announcer that you would hear anytime and anywhere from 1940 to 1990. Right, right. Um, and oh, my. He, and he is accompanied on the microphone by one other than Bobby Heenan, uh, referee Nick Patrick. Um, yeah, uh, very important uh, professional wrestling referee for WCW. Well, so he was the head referee. Um, and you can tell this guy's got a chip on his shoulder. They lead into it later. Oh, talking yeah, about right, how right. He, uh, he was a wrestler. He had a promising career, blew his knee out. So now he's just refereeing. And you can just tell this guy just like – he, he just had an axe to grind. Right. He wants to be a wrestler, so he, he's, he's being that guy. It's like uh, how some people become cops, you and, know? And, and um, so the match starts, and this, this again, is, it's what you would expect from Terry Funk and Tully Blanchard. It's just not as big as the guys last week, but as much the same style. Like, they're just going to go out there and beat the shit out of each other. Very, uh, very A little, little more wrestling this week than last week. Yes. Um, but... Um, overall, I found out that both their fathers were actually professional wrestlers, and apparently the Blanchards and the Funks, not big fans of each other. Both from Texas. Yeah. Um, Bobby Heenan um, paints a vivid picture talking about how Dory Funk Sr. sired. <laughs> right, 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 right. Two champions. And, and, and when I hear the word sired, I just immediately think horses. <laughs> well, I mean, it... it that goes well with Terry Funk, the man that punches horses. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, Dory and Terry both became champions, and, and they, they do a good job of just explaining the hatred between the two of these. Now, what is the background besides what they talked about? Is there a background that I should know? They for, also played Tully? football. Well, yeah, at West Texas and Dory, or, uh, Terry was a little ahead of yeah. – they talk about that, but it was did they have heated matches in the past? Yeah, I mean, th there was also a rivalry between the two families, uh, running wrestling promotions and, and stuff like that. So it, it was a uh, – Tully was kind of like the golden child in Texas and uh, coming up kind of like a hot shot, a little younger than, than the Funk brothers, but still it was kind of like new kid on the block syndrome trying to take over Texas. Um, so, again, we talk about – or we talked about how there's a lot more wrestling this, this week. Um, at one point, Terry hits a, a neck breaker. You don't see neck breakers much anymore. I, it's, it's probably warranted. It is kind of a dangerous move. Uh, and you also don't see a lot of pile drivers anymore. And there were quite a few pile drivers that, during this, this matchup. Um, at one point, of course, we get a ref bump. So Terry goes to throw Tully into the corner post. Tully tries to swing off of it and just hits the referee. Well, you know what happens when you get a ref bump, right? Shit happens. Shit happens. And what, what would a Terry Funk match be? Uh, would he have? With, without a chair. 
Uh, and what would what would he do with said chair? What, I, He'd probably he, throw it. Yeah. And, and where was he? Where would he throw it, Tolbert? Towards the crowd, maybe. <laughs> or, or into the ring. Actually, honestly, you never really know. Yeah, you never know. But Terry it's Funk like throws man. throws his chair into the ring to set up what looks to be he's going to do a pile driver. And I couldn't tell if this was a botch or what, but it looks like he was supposed to do a pile driver into the chair <laughs> off the the ring post. But Terry, yeah. Terry ends up just sitting into the chair until he, <laughs> until he falls onto his head. Um, but but it, it's all it's all good. Um, so we get a, a second referee bump, but this is more deliberate. This I love this bump. This is Tully Blanchard just saying, well, let me lead, let me lead into this. At one point, it's devolved. They're outside the ring. They're on the ramp, and and the referee is letting a little bit go. Uh, Terry Terry grabs the corner right. or the side of some like the the ring stairs or something like that. Oh, he rips and, off and, like a like yeah. a whole piece of shit. Yeah, and he, and he, he hits Tully with it and Al drives Tully into it, and then they're both laying on the ramp. And then the referee with this this axe to grind, he comes out. and He's like, "I'm going to start counting you out," <laughs> and he goes in there and he starts counting. You're like, "Come on, man." Um, right around this time, we get the, uh, the hot, by the way, the crowd is eating this up the whole time, but we get this, this hot chant from the crowd. We want blood. Yes. We want blood. And well, they oblige the crowd <laughs> and, 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 uh, Tully go, go, goes ahead and gets a little blood going. Um, but we get a second, much more deliberate ref bump when Tully Blanchard just kicks the shit out of the ref. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks him out. Terry, though, being the consummate professional that he is, sees this. And what, what's he do? He goes and gets the branding iron. That's right. And he wraps it around <laughs> Tully Blanchard's head. And Literally just, <laughs> wraps it. Literally <laughs> wraps it. And uh, we, get a, we get a double DQ uh, finish because, you know, the referee sucks. And he just, he's just angry at the world because – his time to shine um, never happened. He wants to make this about himself. That's right. Um, well, I mean, what else are the boys going to do? But, you know, continue to hype the crowd up. <laughs> Terry Funk being the ultimate professional wrestler goes into the crowd, finds a man with a somewhat looking straw cowboy hat. Crowd goes wild because he puts the hat on. But what's he do? He gets back out outside the ring, throws the hat on the ground. And then starts elbow driving. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy was actually one of the most famous ECW fans. He okay. is front and center at every ECW show wearing that stupid straw hat. So that guy in, in wearing always wears an island kind of button-up yeah. shirt, straw hat, every ECW so event. He's green shirt guy of ECW. Yes, 100%. So that's why the crowd popped when he put the hat on. That's why the crowd went outrageous when he started elbow dropping the stupid hat. <laughs> Terry probably just hated it. I love, I love that, but it's such a beautiful moment. Some other like good little spots um, or the one little spot that really shocked me was Terry did like a backflip off the top of the, the, the post. Tully rolled away because right. I, I don't think Tully had faith that Terry would be able to land it. <laughs> I, I, I never have faith for that spot. Um, overall, much like last week, great match, a little more wrestling, definitely hard hitting. You could feel the vibe, and they were just feeding off the energy of the crowd. And again, a double DQ, so nobody goes away a loser. What, one of my favorite parts is at the very end of your matchup, Gordon Soley and Bobby the Brain Heenan are like kind of like wrapping up the match. And there's this great shot of Bobby the Brain and Gordon Soley kind of talking to each other. And then all of a sudden, like a wild funker appears like behind him, just kind of staring into the camera. <laughs> and, and Bobby's like, no, nah, Gordon's the one that was saying all that stuff. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's much like Homer Simpson on, on the, uh, the hard copy episode where <laughs> it's like, no, Mr. Simpson, no, no. 
All right, your final thoughts on this match. Uh, final thoughts, another great match. It was about 11, or no, it was like 15 minutes. Yeah, it was and pretty quick. It was perfect. Uh, I liked it. I like that style of wrestling. I like, I like, I don't need the flippy shit. I don't know. I just want two guys beating the shit out of each other. Occasionally, I want a chair. A little blood's great. I loved it. Terry Funk, uh, Stan Hansen, always going to be pillars of the $2 steak uh, professional wrestling podcast. Mike, let's talk about some uh, social media. Social media. You know what? Again, I'm going to go ahead and give a round of applause to Chris Tolbert. Yes. Tolbert, finally finally did something with all the content we throw at him and, and provide for him to to instagram out at one point i looked at my inst the instagram notifications we had 23 different likes and comments and all this sort of stuff um tobert utilized some of the great graphics that travis provided he's learning awesome um <laughs> the boy's learning the minoru suzuki just like disappointed slash angry confused <laughs> stare um we also got one of the, the one of the great photos that Aaron got of the George Nasty Boys on their entrance. He did Tober did not um, Instagram out the the stick picture, which I would request that you I do. That one. I'll do that. The uh, the yeah. one that Aaron took where George is trying to murder this man with a piece of wood. Uh, it, Phenomenal. It was so good. Oh, we also got a confirmation from George South. He will be on the podcast in the near future. And what did he say, Mike? Uh, George said, "Yeah, just give me a heads up. I got the grand. I usually got the grandkids at night." Uh, just let me know ahead of time so I can give him a cigarette and put him in front of WWE so they just zone out. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that and we're like, oh, okay. A cigarette to your grandchildren. All right, thanks, George. Um, so, oh, let me let me shout out Tolbert's number. 136 followers. I lost one, man. It was up to 137, but it's I'll a, find okay. you wherever you are. Um, I'll go ahead and plug our social media handles. Follow us at number two dollar steak underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Speaking of Twitter this week, we've lost a follower, but it's okay. We're at 302. Aaron did almost all the tweeting on Twitter. Actually, no, I did the I actually tweeted out the stick picture. Um and it got a couple likes. And I I basically said SmackDown question mark. Basically, you know, fuck that. Like who watches WWE anymore? We're not even gonna watch Payback, which is tonight. Um, and I said, we went to an indie wrestling show and watched Mr. Number One George South nearly take a man's life. And uh, <laughs> so if you want to see the stick picture and you don't follow us on twitter go ahead and do that um because because it's just it's something to behold i'm just well, i'm looking at it right now and it's just it's amazing um the visual the agony in the man receiving the uh, the punishment and george with this kind of evil yet enjoyment in his yeah. face um george actually replied i posted it on facebook and, and george replied with Brother got to go to the gym. <laughs> lose the I didn't know if he was talking to him. No, about he's him. talking about himself. <laughs> um, but that's social media. Hits and shits this week. No shits. Because much like the Dawson brothers, I think I'm turning a new leaf. I'm, I'm a lot less angry lately. Okay. Um, it's good. It's good. This is a good time in American history to, to be positive. Yeah, be I'm, I'm purging the anger within. Um, but hits this week, we've already talked about it, but I do want to give another phenomenal shout out to our friends, the Dawson brothers for finally, um, you know, just seeing the air of their ways yeah. and, and really trying to change who they are and what they want to be. Um, so, you know, Dave Zane props to you. I hope you can continue this forward. I will continue to fight the good fight for you. Um, because, you know, it's important that we have good guys in this world. Hey, and remember, also, go on ProWrestlingTees.com. Look up the Dawson Brothers. They released two T-shirts this week, one of them. 
uh, it says the word baby face on it. So it, a very apropos. You got to just, it's, it's Zane and Dave. As babies. As babies with beards in diapers playing with blocks. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's a great, it's, really it's, a, it's a great t-shirt. We, we, I think we're all going to go ahead and go on there and, and try to order some because we need to support this, this new leaf. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitantly, I, I will go ahead and I will purchase one of these t-shirts. All right, Cookie for the Strong Style. Cookie has got one William Regal against Christian. Yes. Uh, Let's see here. Thank you, Cookie. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you not have your notes pulled up already? No, I was watching Tober's match, and it was really good, and I was getting getting glued to it. (laughs) All right. Okay, all right. Aaron, hastily gave me a mid-2000s ECW match. We all know how Aaron feels about the resurrection of ECW in the mid-2000s. I have mixed feelings. Well, let's talk about December to December, because I don't think those feelings are... Fuck December to December. You wasted a lot of money on it, I, right? I wasted $60 on that piece of shit. See? Exactly. Exactly. Now, let's get into this. Uh, we got Christian, who... Uh, who's the commentator? Is it J- Josh Matthews? Is that who that and, is? Yeah, it was Josh Matthews, and it was Matt Stryker is the other one. Oh, okay. Horrible. But that's neither here nor there. Christian, he's called the Valkyrie King of the Great White North. I don't know what the hell that little, means little, or where that shit came yeah. from. But I think Bret Hart might have a little bit of a gripe with that. I don't know. But nonetheless, <laughs> Christian, fresh out of TNA, and he's given a subpar push as an ECW champion on the third best show on WWE's network. This brand was a dumpster fire, Aaron. So wait, they had a uh, separate brand? Yeah, it, it was yeah. kind of like how NXT is. And they had on Sci-Fi every Tuesday night, maybe at yep. nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They had an hour long show. Uh, maybe it was, I think it was Tuesdays at, at nine. It was interesting uh, to say the least. It was, I, I I wasn't a big fan of it, but it gave us like some of uh, some notable people their first shots in the business: Kofi Kingston, Johnny Nitro, aka John Morrison, CM Punk, Kelly Kelly, Kevin Thorne. The list just gets worse and worse after that. Yeah, really, <laughs> much worse. Two, but yeah, much worse. The the two big ones were Kofi Kingston and like John Morrison, CM Punk. Those yeah. three. Anyway, Christian's going against William Regal, who's brought into ECW to shape. I guess some of the new talent, Ezekiel Jackson, who's the big, big, beefy black guy that was right beside him, who just looks like a freak of nature. And then you got Vladimir Kozlov, the, the Sambo Russian giant, uh, who just looks like a freak, man. His head is just too small for his body. Uh, and I think, didn't Ezekiel Jackson also, uh, wasn't he like somebody's bodyguard? Uh, it was... Uh, 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 you got it. It was, uh, I'm thinking of his name. I'll, I'll think I'll of it a little bit. Brian Kendrick. It was Brian Kendrick's bodyguard for a while. Yes, he was. He also won. He was the last person to win the ECW title. Fun no fact. shit. Okay, thank yes, you, he Cookie. Was. He was. And, uh, and then he never did anything else after that. I think he left the company. Like, there was a death in his family or something. And it just kind of weirded. Like, and he never came back after that. Well, shit. Now I just feel bad for saying that. You That's should. Bad. Well, uh, anyway, ECW championship match. It's a pretty pretty ugly belt. What do you think? What do you guys think? I thought not, it was not ugly. pretty. 
unprettier. I think it's better than the spinner belt, but it's not that great. Agreed. I would say the spinner belt was cool just because I was a kid and I thought it was cool because it spinned. I, I liked it because I really like that three six mafia song. Uh, riding spinners, we riding stop. spinners. They don't stop. They never stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. P Diddy, if anyone knows. Anyway, anyway, the NCW Championship belt was ugly. Before the match starts, we get an announcement that Tiffany, the GM of ECW, has barred Ezekiel Jackson and Vladimir Kozlov from ringside. Who cares? That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. Fun fact, fun fact. Tiffany is one of the reasons Drew McIntyre was fired from the WWE. I completely know? forgot about that. He married to her, and yeah, that yeah. I think there's some domestic abuse and stuff like that. It got really bad and ugly. She was also she went to high school with a guy that I that used to commentate uh, Midnight Mayhem with me. He's really? from Louisiana. She's from Louisiana as well. They went to high school together. Oh, shit. Well, I don't think she did anything with her career. So, just like ECW, big old flop. Let's get to the countdown. Cookies top four. Number one. This pay-per-view was so fucking stupid. It's called Breaking Point. And it was called Breaking Point because it was a submission-themed pay-per-view. And submission matches for a lot of people are just dull they're they're boring uh that's probably why there was only one pay-per-view called breaking point (laughs) the the crowd is dull in the beginning Uh, i just hated it i literally wasted three hours of my life on fucking submission matches i like aaron hated this pay-per-view just like he hated december to dismember this is the most boring thing i have ever watched in my life and hopefully payback tonight is not that bad but we'll see it will be Probably. Oh. Number two. The most dangerous knees in the game. Easily the stiffest knee shots I've seen came from Sir William Regal. Regal is one of, oh, one of my favorite anti-American heels, just because he's so damn good at it. What do you, what do you think, Aaron? I, William Regal, he, he's like a fine wine. I loved him in WCW, and, and Chris yeah. Tolbert can agree with me. He was a fun bad guy <laughs> yeah, in WCW, yeah. and we got to see some of his matches. Uh, and, and Mike got to see his brutal match against Fit Finley earlier, uh, if you listen back in our archives. And, I like yeah. Steven Regal. Uh, Steven Regal, William Regal, whichever you call him, when he got to WWF, he flopped. He became the man's man, and then they kind of <laughs> – he kind of languished in obscurity for a little bit before taking on some really fun roles. He became the GM. And then after the GM, this is way past what I thought would be his expiration date. William Regal had this renaissance and became an amazing character. Again, ultimately one of my all time favorite professional wrestlers. He, dude, he ended up winning like the King of the ring and oh, won the Regal, title. Phenomenal. Dude, it was it, yeah, unbelievable. What was the tag team in the WCW where he dressed up? Well, I forget the guy's name. The Blue Bloods with with Blue uh, Blood. Bobby. Yeah, oh, yeah pretty yes, yes, audacious yeah. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, phenomenal, man. I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. I think seeing Steve Regal with a hard hat on, calling himself the man. What was the man's been in an amazing theme song too. I if if we can 
if I can find it uncopyright, uh, you know, strike, we, we might play it this week. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's get back to the countdown. Sorry. Number three. The Regal Plex is absolutely disgusting, especially done on Christian. And for those who don't know, it's like a reverse fisherman suplex, basically. Uh, but Regal basically drops his victim on their neck. Like, there's, there's no other way to say it. He literally just drops them on their neck. Is, is that the one where he domed Christian this time? Yes. Like, on, like, the third or fourth yes, one? Yes, he did yes. it multiple times. The, re- the referee had to, like, check on Christian to make sure he wasn't dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. That was literally – I was like – I the match was so boring. I was just like, well, this is the first time I popped because I literally jumped up and said, oh, shit. Like, my eyes bugged out and everything. The commentator, Josh Matthews, I think, he says – he says Regal rarely used this move, and I can imagine why. That is just a rough bump to take. It's probably shortened his career, honestly. Number four. The crowd finally getting into the match after Christian almost breaks his damn neck for the ECW title. I'll say that again. The crowd finally got into the match after Christian almost broke his neck. That's how bad this match was. You didn't Regal like goes- this match? I did not, man. I didn't. I thought it was so boring. I like. I love the two characters. I love these two individuals, but the match was just like it was dull. It was pointless. I hated ECW, to be honest. I, th- yeah. I think you went into this a little biased. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I really. I, I kind really? of. It was. I, I loved. Uh, there's a lot of things in this match I did like. The the like the test of strength that went on for like five minutes because they kept like rolling through a lot of chain wrestling in there that was kind of interesting to see. I enjoyed. Uh, Christian and William Regal had some chemistry in this yeah, matchup. Yeah. And, that, and that's why I kind of liked it. I, I'm a fan of a little bit of chain wrestling and like when with the reversals. Like, yeah, I don't know any yeah. of the names or anything like that. But when like because Steve kept reversing Christian's finisher, which was kind of like interesting. Uh, the kill switch. Yeah. Sorry. Back to you, Cookie. No. Well, the, my thing is that like I watched that pay-per-view live and I hated it. I hated paying for that. Just There's so much bias then. Yeah, there was so much bias. There, there definitely was. I was just like, damn, I got, I got this match. Like, I remember this match back in the day. But I guess I need to look back on it with the lack of bias. I'll try to. Maybe. Put it in a vacuum cookie. Anyway, Regal goes for a running knee, Trembler. Christian counters, kill switch engaged. Christian keeps his super pretentious and downright meaningless ECW title. That's how I finished that off. There is so much stank on Cookie's delivery of this match. <laughs> I didn't like it, man. I, I just don't know why. I love. I listen. You're entitled to your opinion. You are. When Christian, when when he made that switch over SmackDown, won the World Heavyweight Title, I popped. When Regal won the King of the Ring back in Raw, I popped. This shit in ECW was trash. I like. I'm sorry. I don't know how else to say that, but it was trash. I don't know. But let's get to my honorable mentions. All right. Regal went for some questionable teabag covers on Christian. <laughs> he tried to teabag him a couple couple of times. I don't know if this was a rib or what, but it certainly made me chuckle. I will say that. And that it gave it one more cookie than it was actually going to get. Uh, let's see here. Regal, not a super agile guy. And that's not it's not a shtick. And I get that. But I saw him do a kip up and a rolling senton at the age of 45 or however old he is. And damn it, if he can do it and the Dawsons can be baby faces, then I certainly can hit a gainer or a shooting star press. Don't question my logic. Don't question <laughs> <laughs> damn it. All right. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give this match. Uh, it's, it's a two at best, Aaron. I'm sorry. Okay. It's a two. 
All right. Was- well, like Cookie, you are entitled to your opinion. I think you just turned heel on this podcast. I may have. Maybe I need to talk to Zane and Dave about how to become good again. Because I kind of like being bad. Well, I don't know. Anyway, it was boring. The crowd didn't vibe with. What'd you say? What'd you say, Tobert? Slippery slip cookie. Be careful. I know. I know. You just keep getting worse and worse. But maybe it's the dreads. Maybe they're just too tight. I don't know. (laughs) Listen, the crowd didn't vibe with the match. They didn't pop until Christian almost became a fucking vegetable. I boo this match, even though I love both of the wrestlers. But this match and the pay-per-view are basura. You know what that means, Aaron? That means trash in Spanish. Basura. You, you may have used that in a, a previous episode, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Well, look here. Okay, it's hot doo-doo. How about that? Is that all right? All right. Okay. Cookie getting angry, cutting a promo here on Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling pick podcast. A mic. For the high spot of the evening, the father of one Kobe Carino, uh, Steve Carino, a man that we saw yes. on Friday night. Uh, you did not get to see him. Uh, you got to, uh, a matchup between him and Tajiri in ECW proper. Tolbert. Oh, man. This is uh, the quite opposite end of the spectrum of Cookie's pay-per-view. This yeah. is uh, Hardcore Haven or Hardcore Heaven, excuse me. Uh, 2000. So this is a pretty good pay-per-view for ECW. Um, I might be responsible for Mike's kids wrestling moves because <laughs> I babysat him very early on in uh, his childhood and I put this pay-per-view on <laughs> in the background while I was just kind of hanging out with him and stuff. Um, so yeah, sorry, Mike, <laughs> about that. You need to apologize to Hudson. <laughs> yeah, that's who you need to apologize Oh, I think he saw this match. He might have, he <laughs> might have seen this match. All right, so here we go. This is, uh, this is a crazy match. So uh, Steve comes in. Steve Carino comes in. He's hot. He's ready to go, man. He's running the ropes. Uh, who is his manager that's with him? He's a tall guy. He uh, looks Victory. Like a, Victory. Okay, cool. Um, Jack Victory. Yeah, weird-looking guy. He looks like a giant version of Sandman right. almost. <laughs> So uh, he comes in. He's ready to go. He comes into his thrash metal music. He's hot, man. And he looks like a million bucks. He's uh, he's hyped. Uh, Tajiri creeps in, man. He's he's got his like metal music as well, and it's awesome. He's got his fog, but just the way he does his entrance, how he just kind of creeps through and he stares at him the whole time. You know, like he's a cobra or something. Um, he's just playing mind games right off the bat. Uh, so he makes his way to the ring. The crowd's pumped when Dejiri makes an entrance, of course. Uh, and he, his costume, everything, man, he just looks so hardcore and dark and awesome. Uh, but Steve uh, Carino automatically just grabs a mic, cuts a promo. We're like, all right, what's going down? So apparently the storyline is that they used to be tight. Yes. They go way back. They've been buddies. But Tajiri turned his back on the the network. So much like his son, Friday Night, turning his back on George South. Yeah, full circle. Yin yang, I guess. (laughs) It's nature versus nurture. This is nature, is what we're seeing. So Carino gives him the chance. He's like, hey, man. I'm going to give you a chance to say, I'm sorry, I apologize. And you think, like, hey, it's going to be okay. 
But no, he uh, he goes flip mode. Karina goes flip mode and says, "Hey, man, uh, can, can I say the quote? Should I even say the quotes?" That uh, this is a quote. Yeah, this, this is, is a, a quote. quote of what he said, and this you know dates the uh, era of ECW. He says, "Quote: Get the rocks out of that Jap head of yours, <laughs> right?" And the crowd goes. I mean, you just hear the ooh, and you see him. You see his face. He keeps a stone face the whole time. But he nods. You see him nodding. Right. right. He, he just he's just nodding. He's just like building uh-huh, up inside. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Karina goes on and he says, I quote, you, after talking <laughs> some shit, this is I quote. words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> You're going to get fired for both of your jobs now for being. He says, I quote, you slant eyed bastard. <laughs> He says it right to his face, and the crowd just like erupts. Hey, and you know what? Props to the ECW commentators, though, because they were like, that, "That's pretty racist." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those pieces of shit repeat it, and they're like, "Are we allowed to say that on TV?" Yeah, He's like, yeah. no. Anyway, he keeps nodding, right? <laughs> um. So at this point, we're all just like, "What the fuck?" Yosha's okay. Tajiri's like. All right, I got this. Spin kick to the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> that almost made me gag. I'm like, oh my God. It just made me. Uh, I felt it in my jaw. Jesus. Um, so, can we say Steve Carino is an amazing talker? Yeah. Like, like his oh, yeah. promo was very, very good. So, we jump into uh, some back and forth, and then. Tajiri gives him a chop that I felt through the fucking computer screen. It literally made my chest tingle. It's so loud. The whole crowd uh, goes, woo. I mean, it, I mean, it was loud. Um, we see some crazy wrestling for a minute, uh, leading to a tarantula spot. Yes. Dude, I <laughs> love amazing. that. Yeah. I lo- I've never seen that before. I love really? that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Tajiri does it a lot. Because oh, I've watched yeah. a lot of Tajiri. I know, I know. But, but, but so Tajiri does it a lot. One thing for me, it does not make sense because there's a rope break already involved with it. You know what I mean? Like it, it, your opponent like, is like already be a good tag transition. Yeah, I could see that. It's a crazy move though. It visually, looks cool. Visually it's, it's amazing. And he's got him stretched across those ropes. So uh, from that, we make our way to this runway. And it's one of those runways that goes straight to the ring and it's stiff. Um, and then Tajiri goes right back in on him with another brutal spin kick right to the fucking face. And these are loud yeah. too. I don't know what set up, how they, how they do it. I mean, they're definitely connecting Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, just because the way he sells, I don't even know if he's selling it. Yeah, I think he's just taking yes. these. Uh, he's a tough man, and he knew. I think he, he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Then comes the the super stiff is a spinebuster suplex. Yes. Oh, and he just holds him up in the air. Tajiri just holds him. It's a feat of strength for sure. He spins him around, but it connects right on the back of his fucking head, and. All of a sudden, uh, you know, Jerry's in the ring celebrating what he just did. He's like, yeah, man, call me a Jap one more yeah, time. I just I murdered like, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he just leaves him in a heap. And then we find that uh, he's bleeding from the top of his head. He's a profusely. Yes, he's gushing blood. And he's crawling back to the ring. Uh, 
Tajiri shows off his work proudly by grabbing his head, showing it to the cameras for the crowd. I have to say, a little film note, all these camera shots are super tight. Yeah. And it's really cool because you feel like... And it makes you more uncomfortable. Yeah. It's very... It was crazy. I really enjoyed that. So he's he's showing off his busted up head to the crowd, to everybody. Then he pulls a full-on Terry Funk, uh, full-on Abdullah, just bites his fucking head. He's biting it. Oh, man. Oh, it just gets worse for me. Can I say, I love, I've not seen, I don't think I've seen anybody that wasn't a Japanese wrestler do this, but when they take the blood from their opponent and just wipe it yeah, on their chest, yeah. it's like war paint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it's a good visual and it's like, yeah, this guy's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tajiri yeah. definitely is after this matchup. And at this point, I'm like, all right, they're going to take a little break, maybe, you know, submission. No. No, he hangs him upside down from the fucking turnbuckle <laughs> and he does a home plate slide oh into God. his fucking face and it, was, it is so loud it, he's bleeding it was disgusting I, that's that's the point i became uncomfortable really that, you guys became I, uncomfortable I, because of this matchup dude, that that yeah full connection yeah and the, you're, not, you're not slapping your thigh on that thing that that was that was just full on foot to you face. see his head like snap back and Dude, his you talk about a crimson mask, dude. This is a It was phenomenal. I was waiting Jesus for the referee to give the Christ. safe rice. I don't even know how he could see at this point. Um so <laughs> the jury decides to do it again, but with a chair this time. Right. <laughs> He's like, that wasn't enough. <laughs> but we have a little interference. Uh Carino uh breaks out of it. And um so he 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 gets back with a a fucking brutal super kick after this distraction. So uh, you you think uh, you know this is over, but uh, Tajiri gets back up on him, and uh, you think, man, just uh, fuck, just pin him, man. He's bleeding profusely. Just like do your finishing move, finishing him off. Um, but no, he's not done with him. So well, he caught him a jab and slant eyes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. there there is. <laughs> you know there's rage that comes from that so um we have this like stiff back and forth he's bleeding everywhere and then we just have this brutal series of moves you see a double clothesline uh off of a table that tajiri took a back body drop into and it's, it's just like zero to 60 back and forth the whole time so yeah, this match is only ten minutes long. Yeah, it, it is crazy. So it's brutal. You see a double clothesline after a back body drop. Then uh, Carino finally gets uh, the upper hand and he takes a, a quick exit to Suplex City <laughs> and suplexes Tajiri all over the ring. Uh, and one insult to the in, insults he's already made is uh, the jackoff suplex. I have to mention. <laughs> where he, did you see that? Yes. And he takes his. He has. You know, he's about to suplex him, but he takes his hand and like yeah, yeah, strips yeah. him off <laughs> in that motion. <laughs> and then uh, suplexes him about. He's such five a good times. bad guy. Right. Such a good bad guy. Unlike the Dawsons, right Wait, now. Wait, I, I I almost missed this part. I almost missed the curb stomp oh, table. Uh, yeah, spot, I was about right? to say that was that was the yeah. other move that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I accidentally skipped ahead, but anyway, uh, yeah, we have this brutal setup where uh, Tajiri drop kicks a table into Carino's face and sends him down the ramp. St- yeah, yeah, Steve's face is, like, head is like resting on the second rope. Yeah, and Tajiri sets the table up and then just f- like off the ropes, drop kick into the table into Steve's face. Yeah. So and after all this, uh, I mean. 
Steve's getting the shit beat out of him. And at one moment, Steve thinks he has him set up for the upper hand. Um, but he's setting up a table, and he just takes too long setting up this table. And Tajiri tries to counter it, but he gives him a stiff spin kick. We see a number of these, yes. right? Uh, but every time Carino gets the upper hand on him, he just kind of rolls out of the ring or he does something sneaky. Uh, so he rolls out of the ring. And his manager comes into play. Karina's manager comes into play, and they're like, "Hey, let's set up this table. Let's fucking put him through it. Let's end it." And amidst the chaos, Tajiri rolls back into the ring, and we all we see another tarantula type spot. It's a body lock, and he gets him into it. Um, Karina's manager tries to interfere, and we get the green mist, which I did not know he had the green. Yeah, Tajiri's one of the misters. So uh, beautiful shot, right to the face, blinds him. Puts him out of the equation. No more interruptions for him. We end this match with Carino bleeding all over the place. Tajiri setting up a table, laying him across it, going to the top rope, (laughs) and doing a a Finn Balor-type stomp uh, onto his chest right to the table. He pins him one, two, three, uh, wipes his hands clean, and uh, he's like, yeah. And that's what you that's what you do with that's, racists. That's, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. You it's, take it's that a, Steve Carino. It, dude, it's an insane match. Definitely the most hardcore match you've ever given me. Which is sure. crazy because I've given yeah. you some crazy shit. It, it, it's an it's definitely a high spot match, but oh Jesus, it's hardcore, man. It's uh it's brilliant though. The psychology behind it and everything, it's it's awesome. Uh sir, let me hear that haiku. <laughs> uh all right, here we go. Hey, you can't say Japs. <laughs> I told you, you can't say that. You might need a stitch. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this week's episode of $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast, we, uh, we learned some things. We learned that the Dawson brothers may not be as bad as they, we, we think that they are, or I think that they are. Uh, we, we also learned that you can't use the J word. Uh, you, you can't, uh, you can't automatically. The will fuck you up. Yeah. He will kill you. You can't automatically think that Cookie's going to like a match because it's got good wrestling. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mike still loves Terry Funk. Uh, that is it for this week's episode. Of $2 steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Thank you, Cookie. He, he moved to Charlotte. He's like going full on Latino. <laughs> <laughs> Latino? Why is that Latino? Wait, wait, Latino? Wait a minute, Wakanda? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm Indiana. racist now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Cookie. He just looked at what the hell? He said, I'm the racist now. <laughs> yeah. Bye, oh, Cookie. Man. Bye, Cook. Enjoy, boys. <laughs> <laughs>